Hi, welcome to Tradition! And welcome to episode 10 of Traditions. Today, we'll return to Europe where it's commonly accepted they speak the language of love. Here's a little hint. At the very least, it's held that people speaking French are the most likely to be saying something romantic. And France seems to be a quite popular destination because of its beautiful countryside, cuisine, climate, and an almost endless selection of gorgeous places to be married. Thinking back on some of the previous episodes, I admit that I struggled a bit with the pronunciation of some of the native language vocabulary. Hopefully, thanks to years of studying French, I'll do a better job today. Contrary to what we've seen in some of the other foreign venues, a French marriage proposal and engagement are quite a cause for celebration. Official French wedding celebrations kick off with a fiancée, a sort of engagement party when the two families spend a night or a weekend together getting to know one another, celebrating and planning the nuptials. French weddings are less gendered than American, and traditionally, when the bride-to-be receives an engagement ring, she gives her future husband a nice wristwatch in return. Furthermore, here's a fact that might give pause to American brides. The bride is not the center of attention at French weddings. Rather, the focus is on the two families coming together. As we've seen in other European countries, the platoon of bridal attendants simply does not exist either in France. At the maximum, you might see two witnesses for each of the bride and the groom. And these witnesses can be of either gender or any age. And of course, who can resist the darling little flower girl and ring bearer? The result of all this is that the French bridezilla is a truly rare breed. Here in the States, brides try not to be seen before the ceremony. The French bride, however, following a ritualistic bath intended to wash away any thoughts of previous lives or loves, and usually wearing a classic white wedding dress with a train and veil, is customarily collected from her home by her groom and processed to the wedding venue amid much hoopla, musicians, and fanfare, typically led by her father. Along the way, children will often block the couple's path with white ribbons stretched across the road. 
The bride must cut these ribbons, demonstrating her ability to overcome the obstacles married life might throw at her. We've all heard of a trousseau, and in fact the word is a derivative of the French word trousse, which can be literally translated to mean a bundle of linens and clothing. Such items would often be personally chosen and embroidered by the bride and her mother with her married initials, and then stored in her hope chest, which will usually be hand-carved by her father. Again, as we've seen in almost every other country, the wedding ceremony is a two-part function. The French la mairie defers to the legal obligation to be married in a public event, literally with the doors left open for access by anybody who might want to attend the formal legal marriage ceremony that must be performed by a government official. Theoretically, this public access includes leaving the door open to anyone who might wish to oppose the marriage for whatever reason. This is the only way to be legally married in France. Any religious ceremony performed afterwards is purely spiritual and at the option of the bridal couple. If there is to be such a church wedding, as we see here in the States, after all the guests are seated in le cortege, the groom will escort his mother to her place of honor at the front of the church. The darling little flower girl and ring bearer will do their thing, and finally the bride will make her grand entrance, escorted by her father. At this point, the similarity departs when the couple is seated on red velvet chairs to exchange their vows. Departing the church, les jeunes mères, the newlyweds, will customarily be showered by guests with either grains of wheat, rice, or flower petals, signifying, as is common in so many cultures, prosperity and fertility. Another custom quite common here in the States is the automobile procession from church to the reception venue, complete with the drivers giving their car horns a good workout. This tradition dates back to the Middle Ages, when many people were married in secret, and in an effort to counteract this, the authorities required weddings to be celebrated as noisily as possible. It's not uncommon to find two to three hundred guests at the repas de noche, or wedding meal that will probably last until sunup the next day. The French are not without their symbolic wedding traditions. The dragé is a gift of five pretty sugar-coated almonds given to each guest symbolizing health, wealth, happiness, longevity, and fertility. Must be working, I guess, since France has among the highest birth rates in Western Europe. A French wedding cake is in fact not really a cake at all but rather a pyramid of vanilla cream-filled pastry balls called a croque-en-bouche, a custom dating back to the Middle Ages, when guests would each bring a small cake to be piled high. There is only one place in the world that produces true champagne, 
from grapes grown in the Champagne region of France, following rules that demand, among other things, secondary fermentation of the wine in the bottle to create carbonation, following very specific vineyard practices. The French take great pride in this national treasure. A tradition of Napoleonic heritage was called sabrage, where a bottle of champagne was opened using a saber. It certainly is a romantic sort of swashbuckling image, but definitely not for the faint of heart. And a true Frenchman will look with disdain upon such a barbaric activity, foisted upon a beverage they consider to be a national treasure. A bit less swashbuckling, but more common over here across the pond, is the Champagne Pyramid. I've seen this one done several times. It's quite common on cruise ships, but then only on days of calm seas, of course. Three customs shared by both French and American weddings are the father-daughter dance, the bouquet toss, and the bride's garter. The bride and her father traditionally open the ballroom dance floor together, during which the father hands the bride off to her new husband to finish the dance. For most guests, their turn on the dance floor arrives somewhere around midnight. The bride's garter, le jatier, is auctioned during the wedding dinner, and the winning bidder hands the money over to the happy couple before removing the garter from the bride's leg uh, with his teeth. And now we're going to take a short break to pay some bills and hear a word from our sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Your Special Day, a non-denominational wedding officiant service located in Palm Harbor, Florida. Your Special Day offers small, intimate weddings where the ceremony is crafted especially for you and approved by you well in advance of your day. Eloping? Destination wedding? No time to plan? Florida is renowned for its beautiful beaches, and waterfront ceremonies are common all up and down the coast. But special county permits apply. We're familiar with the regulations and happy to help. Bring us your dreams. We'll help make them reality. From custom-written ceremonies to writing your own vows. We're here to make your special day truly special indeed. Visit our website at www.your-special-day.net or call 727-533-5433 today for more information about our service, pricing, and availability. Call 727 727- Five three three five four three three. Call now. Good. The bills are paid for another month. Now back to our show. During all the merriment leading up to this point, the bridal couple will usually offer a toast to their guests, thanking them for attending, and then it's open season for whomever might wish to speak. There's not a lot of gift giving in the French wedding. Wedding registries are rather passé in France. 
Most couples by far prefer cash donations that they can apply toward what is usually a quite extravagant le voyage de noce, or honeymoon. If you're a fan of la soupe à la yonne, French onion soup, of which I'm a big fan, it's commonly served at a French wedding, usually in the early hours of the morning to help guests recover after a long night of partying. French weddings, like so many others on the continent, as I said earlier, tend to finish as the sun comes up. After all this, you might expect the bride and groom to be fairly well exhausted. I know I would be. But it's not unusual for the fired-up guests to visit the couple for what's called a chivalry. That's a rather common term in this country, too. And it's accompanied by a lot of clanging of pots and pans. The couple's then expected to provide treats and drinks for the revelers before they finally leave them alone. In a moment, we'll examine some cultural mores of which you'd never want to run afoul while attending a French wedding. But first, let's talk briefly about proper attire for the guests. Women wear dresses and men wear suits. That's a given. Sometimes the bride and groom ask for a specific dress code, either a level of formality like a black tie or white tie, or a specific color or theme. Many times the flower girls and ring bearers will be dressed in fancy matching outfits. Witnesses usually wear whatever they please. It's quite common and sometimes mandatory to see women wearing Kentucky Derby-style hats. It's a good idea to check local customs ahead of time. Here's a summary of some of the more notable wedding differences between France and the United States. Brides do not post photos of their engagement ring in France, particularly in places like Facebook. Couples like to keep their engagement a secret until they can tell their family and friends personally, usually one-on-one. -on -one. Brides give their grooms jewelry, as I mentioned before. Uh, traditionally, the bride will favor her groom with a very nice watch in exchange for their engagement ring. You don't have to RSVP to the actual wedding. If you receive an invitation to the ceremony, it's assumed you'll be in attendance. But you must return the RSVP for the dinner. An invitation to the ceremony does not assume you're also invited to the dinner. That invitation is included separately. And given the extravagance and cost of a French wedding... It's really quite gauche not to respond. Guests will throw napkins at the bride and groom. Uh, this one baffled me. I'm at a complete loss as to what the significance of that is. The, it's quite difficult to get married in France if you aren't a citizen. Not impossible, but obtaining permission to have a wedding in France without being a citizen or at least having a parent live there, is very rarely granted. 
guests might be wearing black. This is one of those cultural things I mentioned earlier. Black is not a traditional color of mourning in France as it is in the States. And finally, uh, learn some French table manners before entering the country. For example, inebriation is truly frowned upon in France. Pace yourself. If you've had enough, leave your wine glass three-quarters full. This will be interpreted as you don't require any more. It's considered very bad form to put your hands in your lap at the dinner table. But keep your elbows off the table. But keep the hands visible. To indicate you're finished with your meal, place your silverware side by side on your plate. Finally, if you're leaving your seat but plan to return, leave your napkin on your chair. Leaving it on the table says you do not intend to return. Here are some other petit faux pas to beware of. Uh, when in France, do as the French do. Relax. Take your time. Enjoy the day. I can guarantee you there's no rush. Service staff in the States depend a lot on gratuities. So turning the table is in their financial interest. The French are much more laissez-faire. To them, handing out the check is akin to rushing you out the door. They're happy to have you relax and take your time. Go with the flow and enjoy the custom. If you're going to do some shopping, don't expect the, anything to be open 24-7. As Dorothy said, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore, Toto. Or when in Rome, do as the Romans do. When traveling in France, check the schedule of your destination before setting out on what might turn out to be a wasted trip. Be careful. Don't step in the merde. The French love dogs, and you'll find them everywhere. Unfortunately, the French are quite blasé about picking up after Fido. I guess the pooper scooper hasn't made it across the pond yet. Merde, that's French for doggy exhaust, sort of like horse exhaust in Central Park, and can be found everywhere. Watch your step. Please don't handle the produce. There's an unspoken hands-off policy at the market. You must tell the vendor what you want and let them pick it up and present it to you. If you desire a specific item, point, but don't touch. The dinner salad is to cleanse the palate after the meal. As in much of Europe, a salad is considered a palate cleanser and digestive aid to be enjoyed after the main course has been consumed and before the cheese or dessert has arrived. Don't greet friends or colleagues with a hug. The customary French greeting is the air kiss on each cheek. A good old all-American bear hug is mostly reserved for close family and lovers. When invited to a dinner party, don't arrive with a bottle of wine in hand. French wine 
is a matter of national pride. Bringing your own bottle implies your hosts don't know the proper wine to serve at their own party. Also, let your host do the pouring. Violating such social niceties is akin to carrying coals to Newcastle. Exercise extreme caution choosing flowers that you bring to a dinner party. Chrysanthemums are associated with cemeteries, funeral, and death in France. Avoid carnations as well. They connote bad luck. Best advice, stick with a box of fine chocolates. Study up on French cuisine before visiting the country. Pity the poor soul who orders steak tartare well done, or who sends back the vichyssois to be reheated. Want good service? Treat the shopkeeper with respect. It's an unfortunate trait of Western society to be a bit self-centered. We walk into a place of business and often ignore the proprietor. Don't do it in France. Always acknowledge the host with a crisp bonjour. Better yet, bonjour, madame, or monsieur. And a healthy merci will work wonders. Enjoy the French bread, but don't ask for a bread plate. And don't expect butter. This is akin to the steak done, or the well-done steak tartare. It just doesn't happen in France. Forget the butter and put the bread right on the tablecloth. Wait for your meal to be served and enjoy le pain in small bites along with the entree. When was the last time you saw French cuisine cover the plate? Leftovers in a fine French establishment are a rarity. You must not have been very hungry. Leaving food on your plate is considered disrespectful to the cook, and pouring them into a bag to take home adds insult to injury. Eat what you're served, and relish the deliciousness of it all. Remember, water and wine are the acceptable liquids to accompany a meal. Coffee, tea, and soft drinks are gauche. Besides, in a country where wine is king, the fine alcoholic beverage is probably the cheaper anyway. Well, as Porky the Pig used to say at the end of a cartoon, C'est tout, mes amis. That's all, folks. I hope you've enjoyed this visit with the descendants of Julius Caesar's Gaul. It's been fun for me. And that's Traditions for Today, sponsored by Your Special Day, a non-denominational wedding officiant service based in Palm Harbor, Florida. For more information about Your Special Day, visit the website at www.your-special-day.net. I invite your thoughts and comments on today's show or any show from the past, or what you might suggest for the future. Email your comments and suggestions to feedback at yourspecialday2.com. Again, that's feedback at yourspecialday2.com. 
I also encourage you to subscribe to this and all future episodes by clicking on the subscribe button where you launched this podcast. I'm Tom Hirsch. Stay happy. Stay healthy. Stay tuned. Today's show is brought to you by Your Special Day, a non-denominational wedding officiant service located in Palm Harbor, Florida. Your Special Day offers small, intimate weddings where the ceremony is crafted especially for you and approved by you well in advance of your day. Eloping? Destination wedding? No time to plan? Florida is renowned for its beautiful beaches and waterfront ceremonies are common all up and down the coast, but special county permits apply. We're familiar with the regulations and happy to help. Bring us your dreams. We'll help make them reality. From custom-written ceremonies to writing your own vows, we're here to make your special day truly special indeed. Visit our website at www.your-special-day.net or call 727-533-5433 today for more information about our service, pricing, and availability. Call 727-533-5433. Call now. <laughs>